Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because, listen, I love talking about Jesus and magnifying the kingdom of God and pushing back darkness. I love the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. I love talking about what God is doing in the earth today and our generation because He is moving. He is the same God, yesterday, today, and forevermore, He never changes. He is so faithful and so good and so kind. And one of my favorite things about God is His constant character, is that He is who He is. No matter what happens in our life, seasons change, things happen. We have mountaintop moments. We have valley moments, but God is constant. And I'm so thankful that the same God who sat with me in the valley seasons of my life and helped me find healing and wholeness through his power and his presence is the same God who stands with me on those mountaintop moments too, that there's not a moment of my life that he is not with me. I love that the Bible says that he will never leave or forsake us, that he has put, if you are a born again believer, he has put his spirit inside of you. The spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of you. I love the scripture that says that he no longer dwells in temples made with human hands, but he dwells inside of his people. And I'm so thankful that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. So do we live like that's our reality? Do we live like his presence is within us? Do we actually believe that when we pray, things happen, that when we command mountains to be moved, that those mountains will move, that when we lay hands on the sick, that they will recover? Like These are the things that he has given us the power and authority to do. I'm so thankful, so thankful that we have a God who is intimately acquainted with all of our ways, that he knows everything there is to know about you. He knows every thought you think before you even think it. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He's a God who breathed every star in the galaxy into existence, and he knows everyone by name, and he knows you. He knows everything there is to know about you. He knows what you love, what you don't love. He knows everything there is to know about you. And he created you in the womb of your mother and he created you on purpose and for a purpose. And so my heart is to see people live in the fullness of who God created them to be. And I know for me, I know I've shared my testimony a lot, but for me growing up, literally hating who I was and crying and begging God to change me because the enemy he, he doesn't wait until you reach a certain age before he starts with the lies and the tormenting and, and all of that. And I was literally tormented about who I was, who I am, who God created me to be. And then I had several voices in my life that came along and validated those lies that were already seated inside of my heart. And so those times I remember times when I would step out and just like be this bold, loud, funny girl that I am and just having those voices of the people closest to me cut me down, make fun of me, whatever. And as I've journeyed through the healing process and just really dove deep into the word of God and learned to start loving who I am, like the Bible says to love others, the second greatest commandment is to love others as we love ourselves. And the problem isn't that we don't love people like we love ourselves. The problem a lot of times is that we don't love ourselves. And so that is not arrogance that is not that is not 
wrong to love yourself because God loves you. And so to love yourself well so that you can love other people from a healthy and whole place. And so part of my journey in healing and just really growing in my confidence in who God created me to be got me to a place where when people say things over to or about me now that don't line up with who God made me to be, or it's a direct dig at my personality and just who I am, like it doesn't affect me the way it used to because I, like anybody, like we know the Bible says that the power of life and death is in our tongue. And like anybody, like words are weighty and I take words to heart, but I had to learn for myself to start filtering words, to not just let every word that comes at me settle in my heart, but to have that filter over my heart. The Bible says above all else, guard your heart. And that's how we do that. We have that filter of the word of God, the voice of God. Does this line up with what God's voice says through his word? Would God say these things to and about me? If he wouldn't, then I'm not coming into agreement either. And so I've had times, you know, since I have learned to walk in the confidence that I have now in Christ, where people will say things to me and I will literally be like, I reject that. No, no, that's not true. And and then speak the truth in its place. And sometimes it's not always the voices of other people. Sometimes it's our own thoughts, the thoughts that the enemy comes at us with, because we know that he has fiery darts. The Bible talks about that in the book of Ephesians, talks about the full armor of God in chapter six, about the full armor of God and how our shield of faith extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. But we know he comes at us with those fiery darts, targets our minds, causes insecurity, doubt, self-hatred, insecurity, all those things, low self-esteem, that is not from God. Like those things are targets of the enemy. And we know the Bible says to take captive every thought unto the obedience of Christ. So that's literally a thought comes in your mind, crosses your heart, whatever. You arrest that thought. If it does not line up with the word of God, you literally grab a hold of it and you say no. Sometimes I've had to verbally out like out loud say no, because sometimes the thoughts are so loud and to say no. That is not the truth. This is the truth. And even when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by Satan, and he was coming at him with the word of God, twisting it, of course, but coming at him with the word of God. And Jesus's response was always, it is written. It is written. It is written. And we have to be people who can come back at the enemy with the living word of God, the living and active word of God. We know the Bible says that the the word of God, the Bible is Holy Spirit inspired God breathed and that it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the worker of God would be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we know that the Bible rebukes at times. Like, no, it's like, this is what the Bible says. When society is saying one thing, when culture is saying one thing, when people are saying one thing, like we have to be people who build our life on the firm foundation of his word, on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, that it doesn't matter who's the loudest around us. If it contradicts the word of God, I'm going with the word of God. And we know that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, the one that we talked about at the beginning of this, that lives inside of us as born again believers, he guides us into all truth. So if you hear something and it just doesn't quite sit right with you, don't receive it. Ask the Lord, reveal truth to me. Holy Spirit, what is the truth in this situation? Show me in your word what is the reality here because his word is our reality. His word is our reality. And I remember when I like first got born again, excuse me, when I first got born again, first got saved, I remember just so many times where I did, I mean, I was just learning the word of God. I was just starting to really read it and dive into it. And people would say things and I'd be like, that just doesn't 
sit right, like my discernment was like, "Mm, this isn't right. I may not know what the right answer is, but I'm going to search it out because the Bible says that when we search, we find. When we ask, we receive. When we seek, we find. And so in James, it says if we lack wisdom to ask and he gives it liberally. And so I've had times and still do where I'm like, okay, Lord, what is the truth in this situation? What is, what is your word over this? And then we ask him and he will speak to you. I love that we have a God who is intimate with us. He is not far off, distant. He's not a break the box in case of emergency kind of God. He is a God who wants you to be open to him. He wants to hear your heart. He wants you to speak to him, but it has to be a two-way conversation. God also has things to say to you. And so if we only go to God when we need something, yes, yes, go to God with every care, with every prayer that you, every need you have, all of it, go to him for all of those things, but don't only go to him during those times. Like when is the last time that you have sat with the Lord and said, God, what is on your heart? God, what do you say over this situation? Lord, what do you want to speak to me right now? God, I need wisdom in this situation. How do I respond to it? What do you have to say about this? What direction do you want me to go? Because we know the Bible says that his word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. And I love how my pastor had shared this a few years back. He had said, it shows you where you're standing and it shows you where you're going. Because I, I want to know where I'm at right now. God, what season of life is this? What is the purpose in this season? And sometimes we don't know until, you know, days, months, years down the road, the fullness of that. But like, God, you have me here right now. What is the purpose in this? What do you want me to be doing? And where are we going from here? And sometimes he doesn't give us the whole picture. Actually, hardly ever, probably never <laughs> does he give us the full picture. But maybe it's just the next few steps. Maybe it's like, hey, this is what I want you to do now because it's setting you up for what's ahead. I remember, I think it was last year or maybe the year before. I can't, I can't remember. I feel like time is just flying by. But I remember him putting on my heart to write 10 shorter devotionals. And so I wrote them. And I had them printed and I had no like speaking engagements. I had no events, nothing like not even sure like how, how, what are we doing with these? But it was a season of preparation for me. And even a few weeks ago, I was just talking to the Lord about my life and just where I'm at with ministry and my life in general. And I remember like I said to him, I was in my car and I said to him, God, I feel like, like my creativity lately has been stifled. And so I'm just discerning that. Like, is there, is there distraction on my life? And you know, whatever, like, is there something I need to pray about or whatever? And as I just opened my heart to him to share like what I was feeling and what I was sensing, like, I feel like I was in such a building season for so many years of creating, creating, creating that like, I'm like, I, I don't like where are we at now because it feels kind of like it's stalled or whatever. And so I asked the Lord for wisdom on this, like, okay, what's going on here? Where, what, what season of life am I in now? And he showed me you were in a building season for a few years. Now you're called to run with what's been built. And so that's going to look different. We know that the Bible says there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven in Ecclesiastes 3.1. And for me, because I was running so hard and building with the Lord, that's key, building with him, because the Bible says, if we build without him, we're laboring in vain. And I don't want to labor in vain. I want to do everything I do with him and for him, but never without him. And so I was in that season for a few years of building, building, building with the Lord and all of these new things coming out. And now it's time for me to just 
basically eat the fruit of the labor and live it out and now run with what he's given me. And specifically, even with Holy and Hilarious, some of you may know, some of you may not. I have a Christian comedy night. It's called Holy and Hilarious. It's this beautiful thing that I've developed with the Lord. And so I've done like three shows now. I'm like very much at the beginning of launching this whole thing with the Lord and into the earth. And so like that was a lot of building on the back end, you know, the stuff that no one saw and the script writing and all of this and just, Holy Spirit, how do I weave this together so that I can, you know, do comedy and ministry and spoken word and music and all of it. And like late nights of like just getting downloads from the Holy Spirit and like writing parodies and things. And so like now I'm, that's built. And now I just have to go out and do it and minister to the hearts of God's people because that is my heart is to bring joy and refreshing to God's people because the body of Christ needs to be refreshed. They need to encounter his love and need to have nights of laughter and just being encouraged in the faith. We need to encourage one another. And the Bible even says that all the more as the day draws near, like he is coming back. I want to be a woman with oil in my lamp who is ready for the return of Christ. Like he is coming back and I want to be about my father's business, doing what he's created me to do. And what he has created me to do is not going to look like what he's called you to do. But my heart for you is to figure out what that is, whatever that looks like. Doesn't matter. I have some friends who do like a pie ministry where they literally make, or maybe it's cheesecake. Actually, I think it's cheesecake. Anyway, it's really delicious. Mm, yum. Um, I got one a few years ago, but they, that's like what they do. And nobody sees that unless you receive one or whatever, but they make cheesecake. They pray about it. Like, God, who do you want us to bless this with? They'll go to that person's house or meet up with them, pray with them. And it's just a beautiful ministry. And it's so unique. And that's what I love about God is he does not exist inside the four walls of a church. The only reason his presence is within the church building is because God's people are there and we carry his presence within us. Because again, he doesn't dwell in temples made with human hands. Like he is brought there because people are praying and welcoming him in. And so that's a whole other thing. But just know like what God has for you doesn't have to look like anything you've ever even seen before. And I want to give you permission. If you have something on your heart that is stirring that you're like, this is so out of the ordinary. I've never seen anyone do anything like this. I've never like whatever to know that like you can step out into that regardless. You don't have to have permission from anybody to step out into what God's called you to do. And the reality is that when we start stepping into the new things that God has for us, because the Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? That's in Isaiah. Like, do you not perceive it? And it's like, yeah, Lord, I know you're doing a new thing. The reality is that you're not always going to be supported. You are not always going to get pats on the back and encouragement. Sometimes it's the exact opposite of like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? And my challenge to you is to respond to that with, who am I not to do what God has called me to? Because you have gifts, talents, and anointings on the inside of you that the world is missing out on if you hold back. And I just want to release a spirit of boldness over you to step out into what God has for you because the world needs what you carry, whatever that is. And I'm not even going to pretend to guess what that is because people watch this or listen to this podcast from all over the world and we all are so uniquely created. But the beautiful thing is, is that we all have the same spirit of the living God inside of us that will answer if we ask. And so to ask God, what are you calling me to? 
How can I reach the world around me? Because even if your platform or your influence maybe isn't as public as other people's or whatever, like you still have a call and a mandate to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to spread the gospel, to talk about God's love, to live in the fullness of who he's created you to be, regardless of what that looks like. We're all called to preach the good news, to make disciples of all nations. Like there are there are mandates and callings that we all are responsible for as born-again believers. And that's part of that's walking according to the spirit and not the flesh, knowing the word of God, building our lives on the firm foundation of his word, being people who love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And my prayer for you is that your home is your sanctuary, that you don't flip God on and off like a light switch. Like when we're at church, we do the God thing. Outside of there, we do our own thing. Like that God is a part of every part of your life, Monday through Saturday. And Sunday is just a time to get together with believers and celebrate the goodness of God, worship and magnify him together. But you're living for him the rest of the week too. You're getting into the word for yourself. You are in prayer, seeking the Lord, falling more in love with him. Like, do you love God more now than when you first met him? And my prayer is that that would be a yes, that you're continually falling more in love with him because he loves you so much, so much with an everlasting love. The Bible says that we cannot even measure the love that God has for us. (laughs) There's no way to even measure it. Like it is so vast and so grand. And I pray that God would just hit you with the love bomb today if you need that. If you've been feeling isolated or alone or just forgotten, you are not forgotten. His thoughts for you outnumber the sand of the sea. He has not forgotten you. You are not unnoticed. You are not discarded. You are not Clarence Shelf. You are not back burner type of person. Like, no, you are created in the very image of God. And that is what I love. One of the ladies that I love listening to, Lisa Harper, I love her preaching. She talks about how we are image bearers because we're created in his image. We're created in his likeness. And so how do you view yourself and how do you view those around you? Do you view view them as people that God knit together in the womb of their mother? And if we have that perspective, I feel like it would change our compassion levels. We would have compassion on people that are hurting, that are broken, that are lost. And I was just reflecting on this even yesterday because obviously we're surrounded with the broken and hurting world and people that do dumb things and and all of that. And it's like, Lord, I want to have compassion on the people that you created and to know that they're probably functioning in cycles of generational nonsense and whatever, but man, Lord, get a hold of their heart because that will radically change them forever. When people encounter the power and presence and love of the living God, it will radically transform and change somebody. And so that is my prayer. And to know like, if people are doing things around me that I don't agree with, like that aren't biblical, if they are not born again believers, I can't expect them to. And we have to, as a church, this is a word from my believer besties on here, we have to stop expecting the world to act like anything but the world. It's lo- The world is lost. That's why we as believers have to let our light shine. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We have to let our light shine. We have to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We have to share the gospel. We have to be people who are on fire for God and love him 
and live our place from a place of purity and 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 genuine relationship with God and to show people that there is a better way. There is a better way and it's Jesus Christ. He's the answer. He's the answer to every question we have, every problem we have, everything that's wrong in the world. The only answer is Jesus. He is the answer. So are we sharing that or are we walking around with these critical and judgmental spirits and grumbling and complaining? I was just reading in the Bible earlier about grumbling and complaining. It says, do everything without grumbling and complaining that you would be a wit, like that you would be a light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. The world has always been and will forever be crooked and perverse. But are we people who are walking around acting like the world or are we living a holy set apart life that reflects his image? And that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. I want to be a woman who's not perfect. I don't have an unrealistic expectation of other people or myself. I know that I will fail and I will fall. But you know what? The Bible says it even though a righteous person falls seven times, like they're going to get up. And so don't stay down in those moments when you mess up, like repent, turn toward God, turn away from the things that are holding you back and turn toward God. The Bible says to throw off the sin and the weight that entangles you run forward toward the mark of your high calling. Your calling isn't just a calling. It's a high calling in him to push forward, to let go of the past. You don't live there anymore. You're moving forward into the new things God has for you. So don't let your past be an excuse or a hindrance to keep you from moving forward in the Lord and growing in your faith and pursuing him. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you day and night if you let him. You just need to tell him to shut up sometimes and declare God's truth over yourself and say, yeah, that may be who I was, but it's not who I am because I am a new creation in Christ. The Bible says that old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And I love that. I'm so thankful that we have a redeeming God who doesn't let us stay stuck in the pit. He pulls us out of that miry clay and he sets our feet on the rock and we can live in the newness that he has for us. We can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We don't have to be held captive to our past, what's been done to us or the things that we've done to ourselves. We can break free from that and live in the fullness of what he has for us. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray. I want to encourage you, if you need prayer or anything, to reach out to me. My website's journeywithjanice.com. I'm on social media at The Journey with Janice. Would love to connect with you. Would love to get to know you. Would love to hear your story. Would love to know what God is doing in your life. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for every one of my friends who tunes into this. God, I pray that they would be encouraged. God, I pray that they would be strengthened with might in their inner man. God, I pray if there's anyone on here who feels te- feels tethered to their past, God, that that would be completely severed in the spirit, that they could run forward into the fullness of everything you have for them. God, I thank you for shalom, for your shalom peace, God, that nothing is missing, lacking, or broken in our lives. God, I pray that our hearts and our minds would be set on things above, that we would lock eyes with you. God, that we would live undistracted. God, I pray for anyone on here who has been in a season where they felt like they're being derailed from their calling and their destiny. God, I pray that you would quicken them right back onto that narrow path that you have for them that leads to life. God, I pray that you would ignite inside of us a greater hunger and thirst for righteousness. God, because your word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. God, I pray that we would be filled with you, not this world. 
God, I pray that we would be people who walk according to your spirit and not the flesh, that we would let your word be a lamp for our feet and a light for our path, God, that we would move forward in this new season into everything you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen.